This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. It is 5.07. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila. First up, we've been getting exciting, never-before-seen images of the universe all week, thanks to the James Webb Space Telescope. So we're looking at the significance of um, these images. So this started on Monday when US President Joe Biden and NASA revealed the deepest and sharpest image that's ever been taken of our universe. And this comes from the James Webb Space Telescope. It's um, essentially the... uh, upgrade or the newest version of a space telescope. Previously, of course, there was the Hubble telescope. And um, the image that was released, that was first released, pictured distant galaxies and star clusters, some of which have never been seen before. And over the course of the next few days, we saw more images coming out, um, things like a stellar nursery or a star nursery, where stars are born. Um, There were images of interactions between galaxies. There was a a unique view of an exoplanet. Uh, There was also a very detailed image of Jupiter that captured the planet's cloud bands, the famous Great Red Spot, and even some of its um, faint rings. Uh, Needless to say, um, if you haven't seen these pictures, um, it's really worth just going online and looking them up. They've gone viral, they're on all the social media, and they're just frankly beautiful. Um, I mean, I'm a little bit of a space nerd, so I was overjoyed being able to look at these pictures. But even if you're not, I think it's just um, sort of overwhelming and and quite amazing to be able to look at these images of uh, galaxies and a view of the universe that we didn't think we could get before this. Now, what makes all of this more significant is that the James Webb Space Telescope is the largest telescope that's ever been built thus far. And um, it's taken a a sort of a two-decade journey for this to be launched and for us to get the image. So it was launched in December from uh, French Guyana and was actually one of NASA's riskiest launches. Uh, And the hope is that, um, that uh, that the images that we get will give humanity a new view of space and um, sort of give us a deeper understanding of the universe. Already people are talking about um, clues into the Big Bang, for instance, better understanding of how and why stars are formed. Um, And so, yes, exciting stuff. I am by no means the expert on this, just a very enthusiastic, um, interested person. But we will be speaking very shortly with Dr. Chong Hon Yu, who is president of the Penang Astronomical Society. But in the meantime, let us know, have you seen the pictures from the Webb Telescope? Were you excited? You can call 77332900, WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio, and keep it here on the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9. Bodacious, fabulous minds. BFM 89.9, the business station. It's 5.11. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila. And uh, today we're talking about the images that we've been seeing all week from the Webb Telescope, the Webb Space Telescope. Um, Never before seen views of the universe and uh, really just very exciting stuff. Very beautiful as well. If you haven't seen it, highly recommend that you do. Uh, But we are asking you, have you seen the pictures? Were you excited? You can call 77332900, WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Now, to understand what we're looking at and the significance of these images, we're joined now by Dr. Chong Hon Yu, President of the Penang Astronomical Society. Dr. Chong, thanks for joining us today. 
Thank you, Shamira. So, earlier this week, the James Webb Space Telescope revealed um, what they're calling the deepest and sharpest infrared images of our universe. What was your reaction to seeing these images? Now, before I give my reaction, Shamira, I'll make a comment about you. That is, Shamira, welcome to the fun and excitement of astronomy. <laughs> Thank right? you. A lot of things are happening, you know. So, uh, basically, it's like this. Actually, starting in May this year, two months ago, the tension among us in, in Penang, uh, the Astro Society of Penang, I'm sure many of our, our astronomy community in Malaysia is building up. Why? Because last year, we actually followed live the launch of the James Webb Space Telescope. Like you mentioned, from the Ariane 5 uh, European Space Agency rocket from French Guiana, all right? They are, they, are, they, are, they, are, they are launched back there. And do you know what? We saw the James Webb Space Telescope over Penang oh. when he was going up to space, yeah. So, time later on that night, some of our members in Penang took some pictures and reported they saw some lights in the sky. And our member, Mr. Lim Tungkiat, who has an observatory in Plobotong, Bali Pulau, he took a video. So we posted in our WhatsApp group, and after analyzing it and so on, I and Mr. Lim Tungkiat confirmed that that was the James Webb Space Telescope. Not that it, that is, uh, you have the three-stage rocket launched from French Guiana. So that was it moved to the east across the Atlantic Ocean and crossed Central Africa, and crossed the Indian Ocean, and was climbing up, up, higher and higher over South Sumatra. And about 3,000 kilometers higher than South Sumatra, we saw it from the name, right? So in the Tunkia's video. But of course, we didn't see the telescope. The telescope is inside the ferry. It's still protected. But anyway, we saw the rocket that sent the James telescope flying over Penang, right? So basically, uh, just a bit of background is, so we were waiting for some time, and then by about May, uh, uh, two months ago, the tension is building up. Because earlier, we, we, we followed the launch in December, and we were told that NASA will take some time to make all the deployments. I don't go to the deployment, deployment, and they're going to test all the things. So one by one, the telescope was uh, opened up, deployed, and then the sun shield was de- de- deployed and so on. And we first saw some of the calibration images. And it was only in... 11 uh, July on Monday, that the first picture came out. The picture you mentioned about the deep field, right? So the information was posted by our society member, Dr. Nalingo, on Tuesday, uh, 12 of July. And then from there, another roller coaster ride. We start observing, and the past four days, we've observed so many pictures. So, of course, the kind of excitement. So we say that, well, finally it's come. And you know what, uh, Shamira? Our internet will be very, very busy. Why? We have to study in Egypt. We have to share it with our Malaysian astronomy enthusiasts. There are a lot of activities. So everywhere we go, we have to explain to them. And remember, Shamira, Hubble Space Telescope was, was launched in April 1990. And in Penang, for 20 years, uh, from 1990 to the year 2010, uh, in many of our activities in Penang and all over Malaysia, we always talk about Hubble, 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 Hubble. Our Shamira... The paradigm has shifted. In the months and years to come, it's going to be back, 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 back. <laughs> a lot of nice things, huh? So yeah. basically, the first image, our first image, then we can go to the next question. So the first image is about Hubble's, uh, what they call James Webb, first uh, deep sky image. Uh, some of the objects in this constellation of Warons, fish constellation in the southern hemisphere. I take it by the near camp, near infrared camera of James Webb. And you can see many, many of those galaxies. And you know what? Web is taking in infrared. Hubble is in, in uh, visible light. So what you see in web, you cannot see with Hubble. 
So it's an infrared light, and see further. And many of those galaxies are very young galaxies. So it's amazing, all right? Okay, yeah? yeah. So they've released a series of different images. Uh, what are some that stood out to you particularly and why? Yeah. So of course, there are five. Huh? So there are five. I'll go through uh, quickly all of them. For me, every one of them is, is, is great. All right? Now remember, uh, do not assume that uh, Webb is able to take pictures never seen before. For example, you mentioned about Jupiter and about, let's say, uh, this sudden, uh, uh, what they call, ring nebula and so on. Actually, Hubble and many astronomers on the ground have taken, but Hubble has taken additional information, meaning in infrared. So Hubble has, has taken in, in, uh, visible light, but Webb has taken in infrared. So additional information by Webb, which is not available by Hubble, like this. Uh, so now I go to a bit. So the first one is, of course, they call it the uh, Hubble's no, web deep sky image, the SMAC 0723. It's a cluster of galaxies about 5 billion lines away in the constellation of Borons, a flying fish, and it took about 12 hours to take it. And you look at it, it's actually a lot of gravitational lens. It's a phenomenon predicted by, by Einstein. And you know what? It's in the NASA website. That, that first image of those galaxies, that field of view, eh, the angular resolution, is as if you take a grain of sand in your hand, and you stretch it out at arm's length, and your eye is looking at a tiny grain of sand, that is the space covered by that perspective. So a tiny area of space, <laughs> mm. you see many, many galaxies. So wonderful uh, magnification and this, uh, what they call, uh, resolution. So the sharpest and deepest. So that is amazing, right? And of course, you look at the picture. First thing I observed that you see a bright star there with about six plus two spikes, you know. So you look at it. So that bright object is not in the... Most of the object in the first uh, picture is a galaxy. But the spike one is, is, a, back, is a foreground star in the Milky Way. There's a six, six spikes, and of course, plus two small spikes. Uh, that is uh, this. And of course, in uh, this James Webb, or Cosby Webb now, you have four cameras, right? You have four cameras, new cam, new infrared camera, new spec, new infrared spectrogram, new risk, right? Which is uh, new infrared, uh, uh, what they call shooter spectrogram, and new risk. Need infrared uh, in, uh, instrument. So they, I'm sure in the in the months and years to come, a lot of information. So basically, that's the first picture. Second one is the WASP, WASP-96B. It's a spectrum. And you know what? So James Webb easily look at one of the exoplanets orbiting around the star in the constellation of Phoenix and confirm that there is water in that exoplanet. Remember, mm. we are hum- human beings, homo sapiens, we are biased towards life on Earth, which is based on water. So when you look for those exoplanets in the Milky Galaxy, one of the first three signs of water. And Webb was able to see easily the water. Now remember, Shamila, do you know how many exoplanets have been discovered until today? More than 5,000. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, more than 5,000 exoplanets have been discovered in the Milky Way, orbiting other nearby stars. So basically, our sun has eight planets, from Mercury to, to uh, this uh, Neptune, eight planets. And Shamila, our solar system record has been broken. I'm not too happy about it. They have discovered an, a star in the Milky that has nine planets, more than our solar eight. I'm sure in future, I mean an alien walking along the beach in Batufungi at night. Ask Mr. Alien, you come from how many planets in our solar system? I come from a solar system where there are 25 planets. <laughs> like this, uh? ah, yes. So they see that the detected water, without any doubt, in the spectrum, in uh, exoplanet, in the constellation of Phoenix, all right? And then the third one is, of course, the Southern Ring Nebula. Then 
the beautiful thing about it, the pictures of this taken by Webb has been taken earlier by other things, other telescopes, but in visible light. But the one in by Webb is very sharp in probably. So what you have in the web images are additional information. You cannot find the visible light telescope. So Southern Ring Nebula, the third picture is a Planchian Nebula, 2,500 light years away, uh, in the constellation of Vela, a southern constellation. Vela means in Latin, the sails of the ship. And then the, this interesting one is Stefan's Quintet. Number four, Stefan's Quintet is not five musicians playing different uh, uh, musical uh, instruments. No, it's uh, five galaxies interacting with each other in space and in constellation of Pegasus. And you look into it, it's so clear. And you see that uh, Stefan's Quintet, is buried, uh, this five galaxy cluster, is buried in a big cloud of galactic dust, you know. And yet, Webb can penetrate through the dust and see the five galaxies. That's the big advantage of Webb over Hubble. So Hubble cannot see through dust. But this uh, Webb can, because at infrared wavelength, compared to the size of a dust particle, the wavelength of infrared light is longer than that of a dust particle. So it just pass through the dust easily. But at visible light, Hubble, the wavelength of visible light is shorter than the dust particle. So the visible light will be absorbed by the dust particle. But infrared will penetrate to the dust cloud. So you can see so many features, details in the Stephen Quinton in Pegasus. All right? And in it, of course, we see that because, uh, do you know, Shamira, when you look at the use infrared, you're looking at what? Places where new stars are being born. Stars are being born, yes. galaxies have been con- constructed. All right? So we, we say in Malaysia, many times we are talking, Ajayi, come and look at the Tadika Bintang. This is Stella Nursery. Right? <laughs> number, uh, number five is the famous Kalina Nebula. Of course, Kalina Nebula has been taken by many people, including our members in Penang. But this Kalina Nebula by Webb is so beautiful, so much detail, and we call it the cosmic clip. Right? So, fantastic. You just want to add a thing. So, you have the famous NASA astronomer John Mantor, who won his Nobel Prize in radio astronomy on the cosmic microwave background. Just two words. Absolutely chilling, mm. he said about this discovery. And you know, basically now, Shamira, in the months and the years to come, we will, I use the word unimaginable, unimaginable discoveries to be made by that. We don't know what's going to come. That's what makes it so exciting. Actually, I, I'm so overwhelmed by all the things that you're telling me. <laughs> uh, but how will these new images change our understanding of the universe and how it works? So, good question. Because, you see, since uh, man was on this planet for tens of thousands of years, so he has two telescopes, his own eyes. But his eyes are the limitation. Because being very small, you cannot see very far. So now the telescope was invented in sometime in the, in the late uh, uh, 16th century by European uh, what they call uh, Sanchi, and later on Galileo made his own telescope look at the sky. So telescope was invented. And since the invention of telescope in about 1600, the size of telescope getting bigger and bigger. So you can see further into space better. So, so that's it. So basically is that uh, there's no limit to what they can do with this uh, telescope. Uh, can you repeat your question again? Um, I was actually just asking how this might change our understanding of the universe, but I, yeah. I guess if I wanted to hone in, the thing that um, the thing that many experts are saying is that this, these images give us clues about the Big Bang. What can you tell us yeah. about this? Yeah, so we go step by step. Mm-hmm. So basically, each time they build a big, bigger telescope, you can see further. So we can, for example, years ago, they thought that the stars in the sky are uh, just like lamps hanging in the sky, all right? Later on, with the telescope, they found that other than stars, they are galaxies. So now, the idea of galaxies was born. So each time the bigger telescope was there, new and a new 
understanding of the universe. All right. Uh, so one more thing is now we don't say that James Webb telescope uh, can replace Hubble because James Webb is in infrared, Hubble is in visible. So James Webb telescope is a successor to Hubble. Uh, new new information. So in other words, that uh, with better telescope and you know, uh, uh, Chamila, what we are talking about web and uh, and this uh, Hubble basically still infrared light and also this uh, uh, visible light, which is still in the very short part of the electromagnetic spectrum. The other type of telescope, you know that radio telescope, ultraviolet telescope, X-ray telescope, all across the like, electromagnetic spectrum. So you need all different types of telescope to understand the universe. Right? So basically, you can observe the universe with all types of wavelengths. And in the addition to electromagnetic radiation, you have gravitational wave uh, telescope, neutrino telescope, cosmic ray telescope. So the overall picture, the man's conception of the universe at the beginning of the 20th century, 1900, and at the end of the 20th century, 2000, has totally changed. Even in the past 22 years, 2000 and 2022, our idea of the universe with our modern telescope, modern technology has changed significantly. So it's more and more. So now, we're in a sense, a lot of fundamental questions asked in astronomy, not able to be answered, could be answered, all right, with experimental evidence. By where, for example? All right, I'll give more in, uh, later on, okay? So anything else? Um, yes, so you, you mentioned earlier about exoplanets and the um, existence of some potentially being habitable. And, you know, this, of course, leads to conversations about uh, life outside of Earth. What kind of information could we potentially look for now with the web? Actually, before web was sent, already astronomers around the world have got some data. But web is, I would say, the premier instrument to study exoplanets now. So, for example, I'm not trying to exaggerate. If there's any young uh, person in Malaysia, a boy or girl, say in primary school, you know, Dr. Chong, I want to become astronomer. Why can't you? I say, young man, go and study exoplanets. So exciting. Because no, why? What do you mean by so exciting? Because exoplanet in the end, will mean that you are talking about aliens, E.T. I don't like to use aliens because they are the bad guys. I like to E.T., extraterrestrial. So now, alien, I mean E.T. For if I'm keen on astronomy now, I'd like to study exoplanets, all right? So, uh, can you repeat the question? Uh, no. What information would they be looking for um, if we're talking about oh, looking at potential yeah. habitable planets? Yeah. So, uh, for example, with telescope right now, uh, we, we are looking for the famous biosignatures. For example, on, on the Earth, there's life. And life will generate methane. And you can have water vapor. You have carbon dioxide. And all kinds of chemical gases in the atmosphere. So, And you must understand, you know, Shamira, Many of these web pictures, you know how far are they? There are thousands of light years away, hundreds of millions of light years away, and the first picture was billions of light years away. And yet, Webb was able to see in the vast uh, image uh, that there's water molecule. So uh, many of those uh, biosignatures they look for, they will be able to detect light on those exoplanets. So once they detect that this there is a life on uh, this is organic gases in the atmosphere of those planets, biosignatures. So the next step is they look at other features and they will work on it. So by the way, Shamila, they have been on this astronomy for many years. Some of the images, for example, the breaking news image, huh, which President Joe Biden also mentioned, that this image, the first image by Batman, I'm very sure some of the scientists in the world will get their PhD just to study the image. Mm-hmm. To that extent, very detailed study, right? 
So basically, it's that we have now been then able to find out a lot of biosignatures on the atmosphere of those plants and confirm they are there. Plus, using some of the plants from the Earth, plus the geological work, experimental work, then you come aha, uh-huh, if you want to look for any life uh, in, the, in the Milky Way, this is the possible place to look. And one of the ways, Shamila, do you know, this has been going on since the 1960s, for 60 years, radio astronomy. Every day, every night, there are big radio telescopes in the world pointing to some of the stars that have those, uh, potentially, they have exoplanets, they have light, they hope to listen to detect intelligent radio signals from, from those stars that have exoplanets. Uh, so this will come. This will come. So basically, you confirm. And you know, for many years, we are giving talks in uh, Penang. We say, boys and girls, we are looking for the Goldilocks planet. Remember the story of the three bears? Papa, Ma, yes. Papa, Ben, Mama, Ben, and the, and the uh, Teddy Ben. And this girl will go and go in the house. You go and sleep on the big, too big. The second one, too small. Uh, uh, also, then the small one is just nice. So in other words, Goldilocks planet, we find that there's just star, got say about three or four exoplanets. But the first one is too close to the star, too hot. Light cannot exist. Water cannot be in the liquid form. We want the water in the liquid form. And the, the furthest uh, planet is too far away. Water is frozen. You must find the planet not too near to the star, not too far, such that water is liquid. The Goldilocks zone, the habitable zone. So I am sure that would look for the Goldilocks planet. And once it's there, they will use other instruments, other telescopes, hopefully to detect uh, to get more information, and we hope during our lifetime, the first confirmed uh, detection of radio signal or whatever information from uh, exoplanet, somewhere in the Milky Way said that you human beings, human, uh, almost sapiens, are not alone. They are, they are also around in the Milky Way. And welcome to the galactic community of living civilization. You know, our, uh, I cannot uh, prove to you, but to me, I'm confirmed that the Milky Way has a lot of intelligent civilization. Dr. Chong, um, thank you so much. Unfortunately, we are out of time, but thank you for speaking with us. That was Dr. Chong Hon Yu, President of the Penang Astronomical Society, uh, helping us understand the pictures coming out of the Webb Telescope. Let us know, have you seen them? Were you excited? You can call us, WhatsApp us, tweet us. Keep it here on the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my, BFM 89.9, The Business Station.